0: Is it rude to say that you're looking a
1: little fat today? Today is Fat Tuesday. Yes, it would be rude. Well, then I'm not going to say it. Okay. Hi everybody. Today is Tuesday, Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, also known as Fat Tuesday. No, <laughs> as more what? a little bit more liturgical as Shrove Tuesday. Sh- I've never
0: heard that in my entire life. Shrove? You, you, you've not been shriven? I've I feel shriven right now.
1: Okay. What is Shrove Tuesday. It's the the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. That's a thing. Yes. So we are recording this a day before Lent begins. But my name is Herb Weber, Father Herb, and that is Michael, and we are here Hello. to officially welcome you to Lent.
0: Yes, because by the time you're listening to this, it is it lent. is Lent already. But today we are not observing any fasting guidelines whatsoever. No. Who who brought the
1: punch keys? Well, a parishioner dropped them off last night. Oh, and then at, you... at the end of the. Uh, the base camp and he said I could share them with the staff well there were two boxes of them so that's more than oh, I shared what? one with the bible study this morning oh. the one box
0: yes okay that was nice well whoever that was thank you I um I cut one in half and then you ate both halves no oh uh, I, I cut one in half and I ate half and I,
1: know, you, by the way out there do you notice that we have a theme going last week we talked about uh Girl Scout cookies <laughs> <laughs> well, that was yesterday we were yeah. eating Girl Scout cookies yeah. too Uh, Foods that we have known around here. (laughs) But anyway, so I
0: cut it in half, and I ate half, and then I was setting up in the church getting ready for Ash Wednesday tomorrow, and I went down to the Parish Life Center to grab something quickly, and when I came back, I could hear that other half calling, Michael, Michael, eat me. And so I went back to the box and it was already gone. Somebody already took the other half within a matter of two
1: minutes. That's what happens around here. It just disappeared. It just disappeared. I think
0: I know who it was.
1: So it wasn't calling Michael. No, that was just my inner voice. That was your inner voice calling you.
0: That could be, we could, that's deep. We could talk about when you think you hear the voice of God, but it's really just yourself. (laughs) uh,
1: Okay, I'm not going to go there, and I'm going to change the subject radically. Uh, Surprise. From talking about food that we eat before Ash Wednesday to... A great kudo, we we made the big time.
0: Oh, here I thought we were going into something serious, and now you just want now, to this pat is, yourself this, on the back.
1: Well, I think it's wonderful. Uh. A parishioner came up and he said, "You know, you know, normally when I drive to and from work, I listen to sport radio. You know, where they sit around and talk about all the great teams and who sure. should trade which player for which one and all that." Yeah, and he says, except on Thursday. I listen to the podcast.
0: You're listening to ESPN with Father Herb and Michael Pappas. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't listen to sports radio, so I don't even know. Oh, I do
1: once in a while, especially like with the basketball playoffs or maybe even the football playoffs. It's kind of fun, Yeah. although they, they can fill a lot of time with hot air. just like just like the 23 podcast is limited to 23 23 minutes (laughs) at least you
0: know what you're getting
1: yourself into when you press play okay speaking of 23 minutes we're down to three minutes left let's talk about the first sunday of lent how many sundays of lent are there
0: well we celebrate five full sundays and then the sixth one
1: is palm sunday of the lord's passion very well said thank you i've been doing this for a while okay so we have five sundays and get this the first Sunday, all three years, cycle A, B, C, is the same story, although it's told from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. This year is Matthew. Sure. The second Sunday is always the same thing, but a different version from Matthew, Mark, Luke. Sure. So that really just leaves the third, fourth, and fifth Sundays are different in Lent. Right, because on Palm Sunday, we always read the Passion Account, For, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Right. Okay, so this year, the first Sunday is Matthew matthew's account of the temptation the temptation but before the temptation he goes out into the desert yes. for 40 days and 40 nights i asked in bible study this morning why do they say 40 days and 40 nights you don't spend the night somewhere else
0: it reminds me of one of those vacation packages like six days seven nights or what, seven seven days day, six, six nights, nights. Yeah. yeah it would be hard to t- stay six days and seven nights you have to close your eyes during the last <laughs> well day. Our,
1: our trip to israel is considered uh what is it, ten, 10 days and eight nights. Why? Because we fly over at night. Oh. And we come back over at night. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the ultimate vacation package, except Jesus wasn't on vacation. But but he also stayed in the desert during the night. Okay, let me ask you a question very seriously. Okay. Have you ever been in a desert? I have.
0: Um, in When we were in like around the grand canyon area of the United okay States. there's it's a lot of aridity sure it's, that can you, it's arid did yeah i was gonna have, have you define that thank you uh yeah so i can remember driving through uh, especially like going from vegas to the west rim of the grand canyon once uh you went to the
1: west rim
0: yeah not quite as great as the north or south rim i and, and that's no offense to the people of the West Rim. You're going to get hate hate letters. <laughs> I don't think they're listening. Um, I I, I pr- in this order prefer North Rim because it's just more. It's greener. It's less it's touristy. A high,
1: higher elevation. It's more refreshing and less touristy. And less touristy. And then the South Rim. Which is a lot of fun because it's hotter and more touristy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, the West Room... And much better known. Yeah. And
0: the West Room was nice. Uh, I think part of it that tainted it for me was we were in a rental car, uh, and I really, really had to use the restroom. And the last, like, 10 miles was all gravel road. I'll just... That's the picture. Okay, that's you read. know
1: you you've said more than we, yeah. we
0: need to say. <laughs> it, it was painful, uh, but once we got there, it was it was fine. It's still beautiful. The Grand Canyon is beautiful, but yes, I have okay. Experienced so you've been desert. in a desert. Yes,
1: I remember the first time I probably heard you know that Jesus went out in the desert. My image was pretty much that of the Sahara Desert. That, that's an you extreme. Know, we desert. always see those pictures of the of the sand dunes and the wind blowing. And if you watched uh, the Mummy, you <laughs> yeah. know. Where they just take over everything And there's sandstorms And you can't see a thing Right However There's another form of desert altogether The desert by is in of Israel Which is uh, pretty extensive In the southern part of Israel uh-huh. uh, Towards Jericho uh, Jerusalem And then certainly going south All the way to the Negev Which is the part of the country That comes down like an uh, inverted V uh, It goes all the way down To the Red Sea Okay That area is deserty. But uh, around Jericho, I would call it more a wasteland than a desert. So it's the kind, it's more like the Sonora Desert of southern Arizona, Mm -hmm. outside of Tucson, where you can live out there. There's uh, bushes, uh, scrub trees, wild animals. Scorpions, mm-hmm. rattlesnakes. You lo- you do this every year. You love to paint this image of. I I, I have to, yeah. because I think we have to know. He went out in the desert to pray. Why would anybody go out into such a an inhospitable area? Sure. To pray for forty days and forty nights. All all inclusive. All inclusive, <laughs> unless there was a reason for it. And uh, what what do you think the reason is? I'm asking you. I'm going to put you on the spot to, today. Why you're asking my personal opinion? Yeah. Why would you Why would you go to the desert? And it's not to see the Grand Canyon. But well, why Why would you go to the desert?
0: Oh, so you're not asking me why? Why I think Jesus went?
1: No. Why would you go? I mean, okay. Let's say why do you think Jesus went? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the question.
0: Yeah. Uh, I honestly i I don't know. Probably to get away. I think, you know, the whole idea of retreat is to be away and to have. He to was so tired of social media. I, I just got to get away. Got to get right. out into the desert. I'm unplugged. Um, I'm not, I really don't have a good answer for that today. That's a pretty terrible. It's,
1: it's a very, very common practice to this day when people begin their spiritual journeys yeah. in a serious way. They get a. They step outside of society. Uh-huh. Now, in many of the religious communities, it's a year-long novitiate. Mm-hmm. And it depends on where the community is, but they might be somewhere where there there are no use of cell phones or it's very restricted. Um, some people go to the monastery. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm scheduled to go to Gethsemane uh, Monastery for about five days uh, late uh, this spring. Really? I forgot to tell you. I didn't know that. It's, it's during the week. You okay. won't even notice I'm gone. But the idea of just to get away from everything and so there's quiet. Sure. But also living in an area where there's no creature comforts. In fact, if anything, there's hostility. Yeah. That means that you really have to put all your faith and trust in God. And so people are going to say, well, why did Jesus have to do that? Yeah. The answer is Jesus chose to do it. Did he have to? I I don't know. Uh, But uh, he chose to do it because. That's you know John the Baptist did the same thing. It was a common practice, and it's your way, way of saying I want to get my my spirit aligned with the Father before I come back out in and begin the public ministry.
0: Yeah. So let's stay there for a second. I I truly believe in the benefit, and I've seen it firsthand. The benefit of retreat. Use, I'll use that
1: word. Cause yeah, that's... but modern day retreats are very active, talkative. Interactive, sure. I'm not saying that's bad, but that's not what this was. Know. It wasn't like Jesus said, "Hey, let's go out uh, uh, with a group of uh, 40 and we'll break into tables and have discussions." And then, yeah, I don't think uh, that's make what make he a was po- make a poster. No,
0: <laughs> make a poster. Oh, <laughs> I feel bad for any retreat person that's ever done that. Oh, we we've I've done more than my share. Of I'm winners. sure. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to say that that's exactly what Jesus did, but I think. You know, the idea of time away to reset yourself is valuable. And in fact, in many ways, that is the season of Lent, that we have an opportunity maybe not to physically go away, but to break away from what is normal and to enter into something different. Uh, And that in some ways is extreme because we should be stripping ourselves of things that create bad habits um, or lead us into temptation. Uh, in, in an effort to create better
1: habits and to be more spiritually mature, on the other end, and that's why we have the three big uh, mandates that come on Ash Wednesday: to pray, to have self-denial, yeah, and almsgiving, which is charity. Those three are not ends in themselves so much as to lead us into that spirit. Sure. One of my friends always called retreat uh, a time to treat something again, so you retreat your life yeah so okay we've treated it and now we review it we restudy it it's a retreat in rcia we refer to lent as the 40-day retreat before easter yeah
0: so you know being a priest for at least 100 years now in your life Mm -hmm. uh give or take 60
1: about almost two-thirds of my life
0: um how do you make sure that this lent is a refreshing experience for you and not
1: same old same old I don't think I, well, first of all, um, for some amazing and wonderful reason, I find the scripture readings very exciting every year around. Mm-hmm. I can read the account of the temptations of first Sunday of Lent. You know, this is my 46th year as a priest reading the the gospel for Lent. Sure. And I get excited about it every, every time. So the, the liturgical celebrations, the Sundays, the weekday masses, and definitely the weekday masses, yeah, uh, just pull me in. That becomes the core for me. Now that's year round, not just for Lent, right? Then, in addition to Lent, in addition to that, during Lent, I really always try to say, how can I open? It's not what I do, you know. What do I give up? What do I do extra? How much more do I pray? Sure, there's all that stuff, but right. that's not the important thing those things are just there to open yourself up so that the Lord can do stuff in you sure and so I really try to say what can I do to avail myself more to the Lord's grace you know does it mean that I spend more time besides reading scripture maybe reading some other uh, book that's going to inspire me I have found in almost every year mm-hmm. I read a biography of a of a great person a great saint okay and some of them are officially saints and some are not but i read a biography and i find that so helpful uh because it helps helps me uh, image use the 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 right side of my brain to get a picture of what the call to holiness is have you picked this year's yet no in fact even as i'm saying that i actually i sort of did i went through my My library a couple of weeks ago, and I came out with uh, two or three books that I thought, oh, this one, this one, this one. But to finalize it, no, I have not. So That's your homework tonight. That's my homework tonight because tomorrow is the beginning of the end. (laughs) No. (laughs) But that's another thing. You know, as you get older, you also think... Uh, How many more lengths will I have? Mm -hmm. Each one counts. There's always that temptation to push it off. Like someday I'll be holier. Someday I'll pray more. Someday I will read the Bible. And sometimes you have to be careful that sometime does not mean never.
0: Well, and we're never guaranteed someday. We're only guaranteed today. Right.
1: Right. So use, use that time wisely. Okay. So let's go into the rest of the gospel because what we've talked about so far is just the first verse. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. And so, Michael's going to read the first temptation.
0: The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth
1: from the mouth of God. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. So let's talk about that first temptation. Turn the the stones into bread. Now the temptation is to satisfy your your hungers, yeah. your a worldly hunger, starting with the image of food. How much time have we already wasted talking about food today? You know, I
0: can really relate to this one, Father. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay, but there's so many so many other hungers. You know, we we just want to satisfy our. Uh, I'm not talking about people who truly are hungry. Yeah. I mean, we we do need to feed the hungry, but I'm talking about those of us who just we eat because it's there, or yeah. we eat because we want to, or we eat the second half of the uh, eat me eat yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody stole it. Yeah, I bet you're gonna find out before the day's over too. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm gonna give that one up. Yeah. I'm chalking it up. But but the response is, one does not live on bread alone, but. On every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. What a beautiful image. So it's not like what we ingest. Yeah. But what is, comes from the mouth of God to us. that That is the nourishment that we use. That's need. the nourishment. Oh, that was close. You almost knocked over your coffee cup with coffee in it.
0: On my laptop that's recording
1: us. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> no that was deal. just a little aside folks, but we're okay. We're okay. Uh, Okay that's the first that's the first temptation but extrapolate that it's not just about Jesus turning stones into bread it's the temptation is for Jesus to take a shortcut sure in other words okay you've just spent 40, 40 days talking to the father and you're 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 going to do the will of the father and you're here on earth for a mission your mission is to preach the kingdom of god your mission is to give everything for us including death on the cross sure and then The tempter says, oh, don't bother. Let's do a shortcut. Let's do it real fast. Yeah. Uh, Just just go ahead and eat some bread. Sure. Okay. Now let's do the second temptation. You get to read that one. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and
0: said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again, as it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test.
1: Okay, did you find yourself wanting to sing that line, lest you dash your foot against the stone? Verse 4, On Eagle's Wings. Yes. Father Michael Jankus. Very good. And you only sing it about 23 times a year, at every funeral almost. Did you pick 23 just because that's our number? Um, that's a great number. Okay, so the, so the second temptation is to the holy place the temple itself and it's it's almost like a show of glory throw yourself down and don't worry the angels will catch you sure and so the in in the first temptation Jesus answers with a quote from the old testament mm-hmm. in the second temptation the devil disguises the temptation with a, a quote from the old testament and Jesus answers it with another quote from the Old Testament. Yeah. So the devil is kind of uh, up the ante.
0: Sure. He's using Jesus' device to get to him. Yes.
1: Uh, Shakespeare said, even the even the devil can quote the scripture to fit his own means. Yeah. His own, to reach his own end. Yeah. So uh, don't ask me which play that's from. Verse 4, Hamlet. Um, no. Father Michael Chonkis. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so... This one is all about glory. And again, Jesus says, no, that's not the way to do it. I'm not going to just show off. I am human, divine, but here I'm going to go through the mission. Sure. Don't try to short circuit. So let's go to the third one, which is the grand grand one.
0: Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, all these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him.
1: Okay, so the third one is, you can even picture, you can picture uh, the devil taking Jesus up this mountain and looking over all the kingdoms of the world.
0: I always picture that scene from The Lion King where Simba and his father are you know looking over the
1: pride lands they're out on that rock whatever that is called yeah, and he, and know. he says simba everything the sun touches w- one day will be yours did remember that well i didn't i don't quote it chapter and verse oh, well, you I, <laughs> you should. I i study the scripture not <laughs> I du- studied not disney, disney.
0: <laughs> 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 but it, it just that, it reminds me of
1: that that, that yeah. whole scene well i think of all uh like going into the i have been up the world trade center Years ago, I was in the uh, oh yeah, I was in the Hancock Building in Chicago, and I always thought that that was the image because you look out and where it was is located, you see all of the Loop, all of the uh, skyscrapers at night, ten o'clock at night, sure, all the bright lights. You can see uh, Lake Shore Drive. And it just does seem like all the kingdoms of the earth, all the bright lights, all the glitz, all the glitter.
0: I still have a ticket, my ticket, and a picture of myself on top of the World Trade Center from between eighth grade and my freshman year of high school, which would have been 2000,
1: the year before. Just before, just before. Spooky. So so this is a temptation to power. It's really crazy the the tempter says, I'll give this all to you because it's mine. Is it really? Right. Uh, but it's that temptation like, I will give you power. And Jesus, the entire gospel is a fight against power. Yeah, It's always about service, always availing yourself to the needs of others, not making them bow down to you.
0: Well, what comes to mind is what we missed uh, because of the presentation of the Lord this year, but we talked about the beginning of Matthew 5 and the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. You know. Go back, let's go back and read that one more time, and okay. then we'll know what Jesus wanted. How us did we to fill know.
1: the twenty-three minutes so fast this week? Because you know, there's Punchki sitting out in the connection. Okay, Center. there's. I bet you want me to cut one in half. You can take half. All
0: right, guys, have a blessed Lent. Let's be praying for one another, please, and uh, let's make this the best Lent ever. God bless.